Do you ever feel like you have these uncontrollable passions or desires or things that you just don't want to do, but it's like you have no control over and the things that you don't want to do, you end up doing. And it seems like no matter how much you try to pull back, it just, it feels like you're in this overpowering uh, strength over you to do the very thing that you don't want to do. Uh, This is a situation that so many of us find ourselves in, slaves to our emotions, slaves to our appetite, or slaves to um, to doing say, speaking words that we don't really mean or or pushing away the very people we want to draw near and so many things that just are we're not happy with or satisfied with these are the things that really discourage us if this is the case that you could agree well I want to share with you my testimony about how I came from uh, this slavery of so many things that it seems like I couldn't control and how the Lord has been able to free me and has brought liberty and freedom to a lot of the pain and the suffering that I have been experienced for most of my life. But first of all, my name is Enoch Leffingwell, and here at the Army of Youth, we are passionate about helping young people identify their unique talents and dedicate them to the Lord's service. So my in, in my experience of going from uh, from slave to saved, I... Um, it started off when really I was born out of wedlock and I grew up without a father and I didn't have a lot of the, the mentorship or, or guidance and I was um, I used to be really fat growing up and I was picked on and bullied often and and um, I was uh, 210 pounds when I was 12 years old I had like symptoms of a heart attack that kind of woke me up but I was bullied on and I was the second fattest kid of an elementary school of about a thousand students and the first fattest kid, he actually committed suicide in high school, and I was paved in the way right behind him, going in the same route. But a lot of the reason why was because I just, I hated my life, because I, to be honest, there were so many things that I didn't like to do. It just, like, I was really annoying to people, and I didn't have friends. People didn't want to be around me. I was really difficult. I didn't, I was mean to the people that were around me. I was mean to friends. I'd always, like, laugh at other people's expense, and it was, um, I was a very unpleasant person to talk to, very selfish, and I didn't want to be. I had a heart that I wanted to express love and care, but it, it's like it wasn't in me. When I try to do something nice, it's like something mean comes out. I'm like, what do I do? My family hated me, um, except for my mom. She always loved me just relentlessly, but my sister didn't want anything to do with me. My aunts were wondering, like, why, why is this kid, like, pure evil? He's just so rebellious, and he's never doing... He's never like obedient and what is going on? It's like, I didn't want to be like that. I didn't want to be unloved or un, uh, like people giving up on me because I was just so rebellious. And there was, um, things got really bad. So I started finding comfort in food. I ate when I was bored. I was ate when I was tired. I ate when I was um, unhappy. I just, I just found that like I was a slave to my appetite. And and it, I started to gain a lot of weight when I was 10 years old and I started to get more and more pudgy and, and I, I, was, I was big. I was a big little fat 12 year old and I was a lot shorter back then. And so um, when I was going through this experience, it's um, people would pick on me because of my weight and I didn't like that. But at the same time, I couldn't stop like eating and it was very difficult as well. So I didn't know what to do with myself. I was mean to the people I wanted to be kind to. I was eating the things that I didn't want to. And it just like, I wanted to help, but I, it, it wasn't in me to do that. There were so many times where I tried to change, but it was only, it just lasted a short amount of time. And because I was, 
I didn't get along with a lot of my peers. I, I uh, was limited on my social skills because I didn't know how to interact with people. And so it just distanced me even further. So there was a lot of limitations on my early childhood that made it very difficult for me to see any hope for the future that why would I want to live beyond 18? I promised myself I would kill myself before I lived to be 18 years old. And um, that was the route that I was going. But there was this uh, one time that um, in when I was 16 years old, I started hanging out with the wrong crowd. Actually, throughout my, my childhood, um, I started to hang out with the wrong crowd and we started getting in trouble and we got in trouble with the law and and I was in and out of juvenile detention but there's one thing I always remember about juvenile detention is while I was in I was I was locked up in maximum security they uh, something I really I actually liked being in jail because they had uh, they had structure they had three meals a day they had they had order they had rules they had a clean environment that I could be around and I'm like wow this is amazing because I didn't have any of that at home it was more chaotic it was disorderly and there wasn't really too many expectations or rules that I had to go by in a large degree it's, I mean much of uh, the things I did I kind of had to raise myself um, where in while I was in jail for children then like there was rules I could play knockout and volleyball every day I could eat and they're regularly prepared and I didn't really like get along with the people there because they're all thugs and I'm like this is uh they, they weren't very friendly to talk to but um one thing that I realized is that I enjoyed it there I really loved my time in juvenile detention and when I went back I was like I always had like this semblance of like wow that was like a highlight of my experience in jail because of the structure, the, the rules, the routine. And it's just like, I realized that we thrive on that. Then going back home where it's chaotic and there's loud and there's, there's like no rules and it's just kind of a lot of expectations heaped on me and it's hard to maintain something like that. Um, the experience that I got in jail, I was like, wow, I want that at home, but I didn't know how to do it because it wasn't, I didn't have those skills to know how can I piece that together. So it was just a lot of a uh, challenge. So I started hanging out with some college kids that would bring me to these college parties while I was in high school. And we would drink, we would get high. And I just remember from age 11 to 16, I was severely depressed. And when I was 16, I was at this party. I was at the bottom of the barrel. I was at the, just, I had rock bottom. I was drunk, I was high. And I realized this is the worst I've ever been. And I thought, when was I the happiest? And instantly I remembered, it was when I was on fire for Christ. I'm like, what? You mean to tell me I had the most joy, the most peace, the most happiness when I was on fire for Christ? Because that's the furthest thing as the east is from the west where I'm at now. And I always remember like God's a God of love. And I figured if God really loved us, he would, I couldn't imagine a loving God creating us so that we could live in so much uh, dis dysfunction and torment. And I figured, well, I, I want to seek after God. What can I do to have relationship with him? And as I did this, I was praying so earnestly. And he said, there's two things. You got to quit playing video games and you got to change your friends. And I was like, oh, because my, my video games were like the coping mechanism that I had to deal with the depression, to kind of distract my mind and, and neglect that, that or try to fill like this God-shaped hole that only his love can fill that is in all of our hearts. And, but at that time I realized, well, what do I have to lose? I've tried it my way. It has been working. I feel like I'm a slave. I'm in bondage. I'm just, everything I want to do, I can't do. 
and everything I don't want to do, that's the only thing I'm doing. So obviously my way is not working. So I finally was willing to try something different. And when I tried it, I didn't just dip my toe in the water, I cannonballed in. And I just cold turkey quit all the video games, sold them all, in three days I had $700. I dedicate that to Bible study books. And I just, I started sharing with others and I wanted to share with people. And I, and I realized that in that experience, I figured, well, rather than just kind of like twiddle my thumbs while I was like playing like 10 hours of video games before, now I'm playing zero hours. I'm like, what do I do with my life? What do I do with my time? I figured, well, rather than just like, just waste time, I guess if I'm going to try to be a Christian, might as well like pick up the Bible or something. And as I started studying the Bible, I began to realize that the more I studied, the better my life got. The more I studied and applied to my life, it's like I realized so many of the problems I was facing that all the sin, I mean, all of the pain, the misery, the suffering, the torment in my life, it was all the result of sin. The sooner I can get sin out of my life, the better my life got. I'm like, this is incredible. And in 1 John 3, 4, it says that sin is the transgression of the law. So what was causing me all the problems was breaking the laws that God has set, breaking the rules. God has these universal laws of life, that these are what are the laws of freedom. In, in uh, James chapter 2, they're called the perfect law of liberty. If we want happiness, if we want to be blessed, if we want to be fulfilled, then the laws is not bondage and, and constraints. They are actually freeing the more of these laws that I could, I could harmonize my life and my decisions with, the better my life got. I'm like, wait, you mean to tell me that actually laws is what brings me freedom? Because I felt like I was in bondage and captive. But the difference is, is that in Satan's world and serving him and doing his thing, uh, 2 Timothy 2.26 talks about how uh, that Satan leads us captive against our will. But God is is talking about, um, we're, we are casting down imaginations every like taking every thought into the captive into the obedience of Christ in second uh, Corinthians 10 and verse uh, three through five and in there it's like we could take our thoughts captive so I realized that either way we're gonna be captive we're gonna be captive against our will to Satan doing all of his tyrannical things and being tormented or we could surrender our will we could be captive to Christ who brings the Savior sets us free uh, by surrendering our will and having the freedom, the joy, and the peace, and the fulfillment in life. And I'm like, whoa, if I'm going to be a captive, which captive do I want to be? Which master do I want to serve? Because I'm going to serve a master no matter what. And, and when I made that decision to go all in with God and apply His life, His principles to my life from the Word of God, I mean, my life just got better and better and better. I started experiencing joys and heights that I've never even knew were possible. And it doesn't fade away and it doesn't go away. And truly, I found that each day can become better than the last. It's an incredible experience when you know who your creator is and when you know what God is calling you specifically to do and you're actually doing it. And when you see that his laws and his principles, I have found personally that Every pain, every suffering, everything that I've ever experienced since then was always in proportion to my deviation to these rules that God has given. And they're not rules that are just arbitrary exactions. Do this, don't do that. 
like sometimes we get from different authorities or we don't understand, but I realize that these are, these are laws of love. These are laws of liberty. That he's really identifying these cause and effects uh, functions that if we want the greatest freedom, if we want people, to, if we want to have the most joy and to have the most abundant friendships and, and family and, and fulfillment, then by applying more of these principles and laws to our life, the more freedom that we can have. And my life has been getting so much better as I'm living my calling and I'm experiencing the joy and the freedom by doing this. It's been an incredible experience. I remember there's one time I was in town. I'd given my heart to Christ maybe a year or two. And there's one of my old buddies, like one of my best friends. We were the three amigos. And we played a lot of video games together. They're all depressed. They're all angry. They're all just like me. Uh, back BC Enoch, that was before Christ. And now this is AD after, after I accept his death. And... I was talking to him and I just remember meeting him and I, our eyes locked. He's like, yeah, he got his smirk on his face. He's like, ah, Enid. Yeah, hey, what's up? I heard you're a Christian now. I was like, yes, I am. And he's like, yeah, you're in bondage. You see, I'm a free man. I, I don't have any rules or regulations or obligations. I can do whatever I want. And you've got all these restrictions and, and you have all these rules that you can't do. Oh, sorry, man. It's like, that's, that's tough. And my heart went out to him because I'm like, if he only knew. I was his very close friend for so many years. I spent hundreds of hours with him during the summer playing video games. He is so depressed. He's very angry. He got a lot of bitterness and unforgiveness. He doesn't know. He's a slave to his appetite, to his emotions, just like I am. And this isn't judging him. This is knowing the experience, being in the trenches with him and realizing how horrible that life is. And I want to encourage you, friends, that second, second Peter chapter 2, in the last verses, it talks about how that there are some who, um, are pro while they promise you liberty, they themselves are servants, slaves to corruption. That there is really no freedom outside of the principles that God has set forth. And I am a living testimony that there is hope for the hopeless, and that hope is found in Christ. And it is by applying his laws, his principles, and harmonizing our decisions with his decisions for our life that we find true joy and fulfillment. God has a plan for your life. And when you follow that plan, God will take you on joys and experiences you've never even known possible. But it comes when you surrender your life to God. And I recognize that an aimless life is a living death. So at the Army of Youth, we are a group, an army of gospel soldiers that are waging war against young people living an aimless life. We envision a world where never again may a young person not know their true purpose in life. We see a time where every young person leads meaningful lives in the Lord's service. And in order to do this, what we have done is we've put together this special book. This is called the Live Your Calling Daily Account Book. And in this book, we have put together these principles from God's Word to help you to understand His will for your life and to carry it out. It's a system that helps you to recognize and understand the Word of God and to finally get control and freedom over your emotions, your thoughts, and to be able, there's, a, there's an evening examination to journal what has been, what you've learned, what you, the challenges you face, and how you can overcome. And there's some intentional prayers that we would do well to remember the, what the Bible, what the Word of God encourage us to, 
This is basically a system that has been fine-tuned and well-studied throughout the scriptures to provide for you what are the principles and that will help you to grow spiritually, personally, and professionally so that you can live your calling while you're here on earth. If you want to experience freedom and the joy that Christ has to offer in a fulfilling life and understanding His plan for your life so that you can actually be doing it, I encourage you to get your copy of the Live Your Calling Daily Account Book. This has been life-changing for me and many of our students all around the world. And if you're interested, you can go to thearmyofyouth.com forward slash account book. And again, that is thearmyofyouth.com forward slash account book. And you can grab your copy today. This has been an incredible uh, journey since then. Boy, that was eight years ago since I've been in full-time ministry. And it has been truly a life of service and a freedom that I promised myself I wouldn't live to be 18 years old. But now... I can't wait to get up. I can't wait to see what the next day has in, come, has in store for us. So friends, if you like this video, then share this with someone else and comment below what is something that stood out to you the most? What is something that right now you're feeling like there is a bondage over yourself, yourself and you want freedom from? Let me know in the comments and I would love to pray for you. Our team would love to pray for you. And remember, friends, it, this might seem overwhelming. It might seem challenging sometimes to find that freedom. But just know one thing, that God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called.